though. Some of them be crawling. Get the best of you whenever I put my all in. Have mummies calling for the Lord. Darling, Jigger ain't calling. Ass drop. Coops with half the top. Expose half my knot. Nigga mad when I brag about the cash I got. But I'm used to not having a lot. I'm from the gutter and uh, I ain't the type to ever chase your box. I'm the type to interior decorate the watch. I'm the type to sling heavyweight on the block and every state like clock. Work diggers to hurt. Holla. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo, yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, and Nick Ely. We in the building, baby. It's the Great Debate Show. Back better than ever, baby. Um, We got so much to talk about. And this song right here, man, it just takes me back, man. The best of me. I think that's what Lamar Jackson has been telling the. Um, I think that's what he's been telling the, the Baltimore Ravens as of late. You know, he's. I've given you the best of me, and you don't appreciate it. So I want out, ladies and gentlemen. Lamar Jackson. I know, unless you've been under a rock, you've heard the news. Lamar Jackson has asked for a trade. I think that was a mistake to request a trade. He should have demanded a trade. But that's neither here nor there. Terrence Smith has a lot to say about his team, his quarterback. Who's bluffing? Who's not? Who's going to, you know, who's going to fold first, if any, if either? So, uh, uh, so much more to talk about. John Lynch, general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, has already came out and said that if he had to choose right now, Purdy would be the Niners QB1. Shanahan kind of reconfirmed that, reassured that today in uh, at the NFL's owner meetings also, but leaving a window open for Trey to get that job back in training camp. Uh, Purdy may not be ready until week four, so Trey does have a chance, but it sounds like they're saying, sorry you got hurt, Trey, we're rolling with Brock. But Brock got hurt, and Trey could actually take the job back, and they could tell Brock, hey, man, sorry you got hurt, but Trey's balling right now. What We're going to talk about the 49ers quarterback situation in 2023. Uh, Joel Embiid, is he ducking Jokic? Does he really not want the smoke? Uh, we've got some, some people may have some objections to that. Some may not. We're going to talk about it. How y'all doing today, man? Nick, Terrence, how you feel? Man, you know, I'm, I'm good. I've been kind of, you know, holding this in. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that, you know, we took an extra day because I wanted to make sure that what I had to say came out right. Um, so yeah, no, I'm great, man. I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm the one person on this show whose whose team doesn't have a quarterback concern. <laughs> oh no, you got one because you got to pay yours, just like we got to pay ours. Yeah, you got We're a not point concerned there. about that. Got a point there. I guess that's not that's not a concern, but it it can be a problem. Right, but but like, we're we're not concerned about it. We're like, yeah, we we know we got to pay him. That's that's cool. We're gonna get it done soon. Yeah, and and every and everybody has all the faith that that's probably gonna happen. Yeah, it looks like it'll happen this offseason. So, kudos to him. He, he deserves it, absolutely. Yeah, and he's not the only one. Yours definitely does, too. It's just everybody yeah. seems to agree with that, except for, you know, the team that has to pay him. Right. Yeah. So, 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 y'all ready to hear how I feel about that? Hold on one second. Yeah, one, one, one second before you get started, T. I want to first remind everybody that The Great Debate Show is live right now on Facebook, YouTube. Just type in The Great Debate Show. We do this every uh, week on a weekly basis, Monday night, Tuesday night. One of those nights, if not both, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, if you want to get a live look at the Great Debate Show. And Terrence and Nick, before you give your take, 
have you two guys check to see if you could uh, uh, join me on that invite. I tried to before you get started. Okay. I tried to. The little thing it normally brings up, or that it brought up last time, it wasn't bringing up. Okay. Okay. All right. No worries. All right, Terrence. Uh, the floor. I'm trying it out real quick. Oh, let's see. Oh, oh, it worked. Oh, You're in there. You're in there. What's up? What's up? Facebook, YouTube, live. Terrence Smith has just joined us in the building, uh, visual as well as audio. And uh, he's about to give his take on what the hell is going on in Baltimore. What went wrong, Terrence, with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? You know about everything that happened as soon as it, as soon as, you know, uh, Harbaugh began to talk to the reporters. Immediately, the tweet was dropped by Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think it was a brilliant move by him. A lot of people don't think that they have, that he has any leverage, but I'm going to let you have it right now. And Nick, you can finish uh, taking this into the rest of the segments for the rest of the show. But Terrence, the floor is yours, man. Yeah, so um, first and foremost, I think we have to look at the timing of it. Uh, what was going on the same time Lamar was dropping these tweets? And the answer that Harbaugh was giving his speech from the owner's meeting. Now, what it sounds like is Lamar Jackson is getting bad advice. And this is why mm. I said he needs, this is at the point where he needs made. He's got to put that, that I don't need an agent stuff, get an agent, get paid, and get this thing rolling. Uh-huh. Um, because it seems like somebody may have tipped him off and said, the Ravens are going to say X, Y, Z about your contract situation. He tried to jump the gun. If you read the context of his tweet, he was like, let me answer these questions. Personally, and, yeah. And it's just, a, it's just a bad look because it sounds like he got played. Mm. It sounds like the Ravens organization might legitimately be playing him because they know he doesn't have an agent. And maybe that one of their people tipped out some information that they were allegedly going to say. Because Harbaugh was just too confident to him. He was way too confident in a very delicate situation. And that's not that's not necessarily Mars fault, but it is. Brother, hire an agent. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have any of you guys ever answered the coach you had a contract? Say that again, T. Have any of you guys ever had to negotiate a contract, like negotiate a salary and, and oh, oh, make oh. them work? Mm. I mean, that's nothing serious, but yes. I mean, not like that. Okay, not in that magnitude, but yeah. As a as a black man, I don't want to say it's intimidating, but it is bothersome, right? Because like you don't want to overbid yourself. This is just me personally from the one time I've had to do it so far. <laughs> Not throwing out any hints. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> but the one time I've had to do it, it was it's cringy, you know? It's it's nasty work. Yeah. That's why that's why agents make a salary. Now, I think RG3 said something along the lines about Lamar disrupting the system. Man, that's cool, but, like, every battle is not a fight. Who cares about the system? The system ain't going in the damn way. Hmm. So, like, go get an agent, get paid, be done with it. And, you know, are the Ravens trying to undervalue him? Probably so. Yeah. But you get an agent in there, and the agent is more likely to get all that straight now. Um, now, I, I still say that Lamar is going to be a rake. And I say that because he's been, first of all, he ain't even signed his tag. No. So how the hell are you going to request a trade if you ain't even signed the tag? Hmm. 
so that's garbage, first of all. And um, secondly, I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it at all. You may have requested a trade just as a formality, but I don't think in my heart of heart you really had any intentions of going anywhere. I just think you're trying to get a contract. And you know what else you can get a contract? Or an agent. So you think he's bluffing? You think Lamar's bluffing? He doesn't want to leave. He just I, – and I will say this. In, in, to kind of help your argument here, they did state – it. a report came out later on in that day after the tweet that even though he says he requests a trade on March 2nd, as of last week, just up until last week, they were still negotiating. Yeah. No, now, no. now, apparently they're not getting anywhere still, but they were still talking. Why would you still talk to a team that you've already said, I want out? That's what you know the, the trade. You know the crazy thing about it? What's that? You know the really crazy thing about it? Even the tweet that he dropped uh-huh. never actually said that he was going anywhere. Right. He never actually said, goodbye, Raven Nation, I'll see you. That, that's not what he said. He said, he said that he requested a trade on March 2nd because they haven't been interested in meeting his value. And he talks about how much he, you know, he loves the game of football. He wants every team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. He said, yo, you all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to our fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Hmm. This He never said, I'm not going to be here. Well, he I- never said. I- hmm. So that whole thing is wild to me, for one. But two, I am... As much as I wanted to agree with Lamar in, on, on principle, on what he was fighting for, I think the time has come where the Raiders have to have put something reasonable on the table. It doesn't make sense to me that they, that they haven't at least offered him. Oh, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Nick. Nick, the I'm glad you brought that up. The three years, 133. Yeah, Nick, I'm glad you brought That's that up. So let me ask y'all a question. Are y'all familiar with the Marcus Dupree story? Did y'all watch the uh, 30 for 30? He said, familiar with what now? Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree. Uh, I did watch it, yes. What happened to Marcus Dupree's money? Hmm. It was a gentleman by the name of... It was a gentleman by the name of Ken Fairley who was acting as Marcus Dupree's agent and manager. Hmm. A business partner. All of a sudden, now Lamar Lamar has a Ken Lucas that's coming out of nowhere and it's trying to negotiate with teams behind the NFL's back uh, on Lamar's behalf, and is Lamar's business partner. Lamar's got some problems internally. This this smells like trouble. This smells like somebody's putting their trust in the wrong people or the wrong person, and it doesn't end well. Right. Hey, somebody. No, I just want to say we got YouTube live over here, too. Somebody says that um, they overheard Dr. Boyce Watkins today saying that uh, he thinks or he knows that Lamar Jackson is throwing away 200 mil. Uh, I don't know exactly what he means or how he's throwing it away. Maybe he's saying he should be signing something. I don't know. But uh, the three-year 133 is all I've heard, Terrence. So that's all I know. 
uh, answering Nick's question as far as what has been put I, I out there. I've heard different, different supposed reports and rumors of, of contracts they may or may not have put on the table or whatever. Okay. I did hit a three-year 133 that you're talking about. I heard, I heard somebody else say they offered them something like five years, 200 or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, there was a couple other ones that, you know, so maybe, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me that there wasn't a number that they got to where he went, you know what, all right, maybe, yeah, because to, to an extent, it's not as if Lamar doesn't also understand what happened. It's not a secret what happened with the Browns situation. They overpaid because of, a situation, because of the Browns, and they wanted Deshaun Watson, and he was in a unique kind of free agency situation. So, like, we know that's what happened there. Yeah, I mean, they, they, first of all, they, they purposely overpaid for two reasons. One, they were desperate, and two, they knew this would happen. That, and, that, and that may be true. <laughs> that, that, I like, that, that second part, I hadn't thought about. The first part, obviously, is the same, the same point I was making. The second part, I hadn't thought about. And so, even if, you know, even with that being the case, it's like, because we all know that, then Lamar doesn't necessarily have the leverage that he thought he would. To try to force them to give the give him the contract that he's looking for. So, in other words, the only thing that's still working in Lamar's favor to an extent is if one of the other guys gets signed first. If a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert or a Jalen Hurts get signed this offseason and they get signed or something wild, something like that, close to the Deshaun number, now you, now you might have a problem because now that because now that's that's a very similar situation. Now it's the quarterback that you drafted. He's he's overplayed his contract, shown that he's an elite quarterback. It's time to pay him. So if, if the Chargers come and give Justin Herbert, you know, two hundred and forty million fully guaranteed, now the Ravens got a problem. If the if the if the Eagles give Jalen Hurts two fifty guaranteed, now the Ravens got a problem. You know, and so that's that's the only thing I think Lamar really has left at this point um, to not try to come to something reasonable. Yeah. And, 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 I know we, and I know we got to move on. But last thing I'm going to say, and this is what the Ravens have to realize they're at fault. First and foremost, they've done a terrible job of giving that man people to throw the ball to his entire career. This, this, this franchise, the franchise that I've been for since I was like 13, is the best franchise in history at signing washed-up-ass receivers. No other franchise can compete with them at that. Who's the uh, wide receiver signed, you signed? Who's the wide receiver you just signed, T? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. That is a spit in the face to Lamar Jackson. In my yeah. in my book, it is. Yeah. They went Carry they on. went reptile. They went reptile to spit on. Um Seriously. they signed they, everybody said they signed Nelson Aguilar. The next day Lamar said, I'm dropping this tweet. Basically. And, and, I, don't, and I don't blame him. <laughs> What they have to realize is that all of the racial stereotypes uh, that have been cast down on Lamar, which is why I would say he's the blackest of the black quarterbacks, um, <laughs> they have to realize that they are validating those um, those negative remarks yeah. by going through this nasty contract process. This, this should have been their way of saying Lamar is – the guy, he's one of one. He's not just a black quarterback. He's not just a running quarterback. He damn well might be the best quarterback in the league, and we're going to show it to you guys by taking care of him. That's what they should have done. They should have stood up on their guy, and this wouldn't be an issue. 
But when it became an issue, Lamar should have got an agent. I think that's really the issue. Hmm. Well, I don't want to um, be long on. I just want to say that maybe you're right about the agent. Maybe that's his only chance now. I still think it could get done without that. Again, you walk in the room and you say, hey, I'm better than Deshaun Watson, period. I'm better than Deshaun Watson. Now it's my turn. He set the market. Now I'm about to reset it. That should be in, in the discussion. The fact that all these teams are saying no, they're not interested. The fact that they will come out and say no when they don't have to say anything other than, you know, we're not counting anything out. You know you know how they blow smoke and they beat around the bush to keep from answering the actual question. You know how they still actually answer the question with a question. They just immediately, everybody, no, 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 we don't want them. No, we're not going to pursue them. This is a collusion at its finest. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the agent and they still don't give him the deal he's looking for because – out of just pure pettiness that he's tucked this long to do so. Look, I've said this before. Lamar should have done this last season. He made a mistake. He shouldn't have played this year. I mean, this past season. He did. It got him nowhere. He should have done this last year. He might have had more leverage had he done it last year. Get the agent, see what happens, but I don't think any of that's necessary. Just pay the damn man. The Ravens have shown me the past two off seasons that they have really no interest in – Committed to him long-term. And, yeah, they can say, Lamar, you've been hurt for the past two Decembers, but I call bull. I say Lamar's just been saying, man, screw y'all. I'm shutting it down. I'm not risking my body, putting my body on the line and mess up my future to get financially secure for me well, and my family. RG3 was his backup. Yes. I mean. You know, like I'm sure RG3 was like, hey, man, don't you go out there and risk your career. See what happened to me? Exactly. My point exactly. I, I think that he was hurt, but I don't think he was injured. If he if he was paid, he would have been out there every game in December, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, again, he shouldn't have done it. He's done it now. I hope he – I think the tweet was a good chess move, though. It's letting everybody know, hey, the Ravens got to do something because I'm calling them out on their BS, on every lie. This is what really happened. They say $200 million, He tweets, it was three years, 133 they say we love we love Lamar, we love Lamar. I guess y'all paying me in love. No, this is what happened. I asked for a trade March 2nd. I don't want to be here anymore. He still should be demanding, and that's why I tell you may be right. It could be a bluff because I think he should be demanding that trade and saying, I'm not coming back. I don't care what you do. I'm not going to be a Raven anymore, and there's nothing you can do to patch this up. Now, real quick before Nick gets into the next segment, T, I'm going to ask you one more question. Can they? Can they, uh, you know, get this thing back right, patch it up, and actually agree on a deal that he's suitable with signing and everybody can get back to, to normal like nothing ever happened? Can Lamar still play even after the fact that, man, y'all guys didn't want to pay me, though, but I guess how sometimes you can be so sensitive or so hurt. I wouldn't even – sensitive is the wrong word to use because he's being disrespected now, no doubt about it. Uh, whether he's played is it repairable is it repairable basically yeah that's what I'm saying and, yeah, and but that's why you get an agent you let, you let the agent do all the dirty work and you, you, your goodness don't get involved but man though the agent's gonna get what 30% 10% what, what is it 15 30 how much how much do they get he's trying to get all of it and I don't blame I think it's, I think I think it's between like 10 and 15 okay it's sad that they're doing this to him though man they're making him do something and he doesn't want to do he's having to step out of his 
I wouldn't do it, but we'll see. Uh, L. Bell tried it. He did get his contract later. Wasn't what he wanted it to be, but it was something. He had to sit out of here just to get that. Uh, but the Ravens could just tag tag him again. Who knows? Um, man, Jalen Hurts better hope he doesn't get bitch slapped with that tag because it's something else. It's something serious. Uh, nah, we better pay him. Oh, oh. You, you, see, you, see, you, you jump, you trying to jump ahead and talk about my court. I'm not even going to let you do that. It hasn't happened yet. We waiting. We, we, we ain't got no problems over here. We All waiting. Right, We've we been waiting on them to get signed since the Super Bowl. What's the holdup? We, we good. They, they just ask how it's the owner. Hey, no, what's going on? Everything good? Everything's good. We'll get it done soon. It's no problem. Well, that'll be, like said, that'll be your tough look. Our, our front office has earned the confidence of the masses that when we say that, it's, it's probably true. Yeah. Harris's might not have. But ours is not that. But it's not about me right now. Right right now, it's about you, Jarvis, and your quarterback situation. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. A couple days ago, John Lynch gets up here and said, tells everybody that, hey, you know, uh, Brock Purdy would probably be the guy week one, which I personally found a little weird considering that Brock Purdy is still injured. And Trey Lance is healthy, according to you, Jarvis. Yes, he's pretty um, damn healthy to me. Yep. And and they also just signed Sam Darnold, uh, which I had forgotten about. Me and too. then uh, who was it today? Shanahan uh, uh, comes out today and says that Trey Lance would still have the chance to earn his job. I believe was the, was the words that he used earn, to earn the starting job. Yeah. Yeah, and something and and something about a timetable for Purdy being close to week four, I believe I was told as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna go too far into. It. I just want to kind of lay some of the points out for everybody. So past that, Jarvis, I'll let you talk about your your front offices. Uh, maybe a little bit of a. Yeah. Uh, of a Discord there. Okay. All right. Appreciate that, Nick. Uh, I hope 49er fans are watching right now, or at least listening. I hope you tune in because this situation, and I know everybody's got their own opinion. And that's all it is, is opinions. That goes for mine as well. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. For them to go with Purdy right now, and he can't throw a football, and you've got a healthy quarterback now in Trey Lance who is ready. He's openly said, publicly, he said that he's ready for the competition. It's whatever. He's going to take it like a man, but he's ready. And I think he's pumped and ready to go. But they just keep kicking a man in the balls by, you know, saying things like, if I had to pick one right now, I'd probably hand the ball to Purdy. I understand the way he played those seven, eight games. I get it. But he's hurt right now. You don't want to at least give Trey a chance, let him at least look, uh, you know, see what he looks like in training camp, see if he can win the starting job. Since he's going to be out for four weeks probably, for the first three weeks, I mean, Purdy, how do you not go to Trey? It almost sounds like they're ready to trade Trey. And if not, I'm sure Trey's ready for it. Keep in mind, he sent the emoji with his fingers crossed immediately after Rand Carthon left San Francisco for Tennessee. He's the new general manager in Nashville for the Titans. I think they've already been brewing something together. I won't be surprised if Trey Lance is traded on draft night. Now, I'm okay with that if Brock Purdy is the man. I promise you, I'm okay. But what if he's lightning in a bottle? And the reason why I say that is because I have been fooled before. Twice, at least. Jimmy Garoppolo, he played five straight games to finish the 2017 season, and the 49ers ran out and gave him $130 million. Just like that. 
How did that work out for the Niners? We're still in the same boat. Kudos to Shanahan and Lynch for what they've done as building that team brick by brick. We are still in a good situation. But the Niners, especially Kyle Shanahan, seems to think that his ego, this is his ego and his arrogance getting the best of him yet again. He thinks he can win without having an average quarterback or a better than average quarterback. It hadn't worked so far. The purpose of going up, trading up all those spots, giving away three draft picks to get Trey Lance was because he was supposed to be the dynamic guy. He was supposed to be the X factor, the it factor, the guy that was going to make the offense elusive, more innovative, deep plays, bombs away, scramble, get out of the pocket. Some of the things that Purdy did, but even better. But now I'm hearing, well, Trey's not accurate. Brock is. How do you know Trey's not accurate? I hadn't seen enough to know that. So all I'm saying is, look, if Purdy's the man and he really is the next Tom Brady, I'm good. But you better hope he's Tom Brady and not Jimmy Garoppolo because if he is, you've made a terrible mistake. What if Trey goes to Tennessee and he's balling out for the Titans? Trey Lance and Derrick Henry in the backfield. Deep bombs to that young guy that they just drafted last year. I mean, it would be like, wow. If Purdy is not looking as good and he is lightning in the bottle and the thrill is gone, everybody's got the film on him, they figured him out, and let's not act like as good as Purdy was. He didn't make mistakes. He got lucky. He threw about four or five picks that they just never caught. I mean, the defenses. Him rolling out of the pocket, spinning out, trying to, you know, trying to extend plays. I like it. It looks good. It's very entertaining. But is it sustainable? The Niners could be making a terrible mistake. If they just say, we're done with Trey, we're moving on with Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold was our backup. And that's what it looks like is going to happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded draft night. But if this happens, if you don't give him a chance to see what he does in training camp, and I know that's what Kyle is saying, but John Lynch also said that we're comfortable with Trey Lance being our quarterback right now. Right now? It sounds like they're ready to move on from Trey how do you do that when you gave up so much? That's my only issue. You gave up a lot. You better hope Trey doesn't ball in Tennessee or Washington or Atlanta somewhere. And Atlanta would be a nice fit. Or Tennessee, and he balls out, and Purdy, he wasn't what you thought he was. He's just Jimmy Garoppolo, or he's just serviceable. It would be bad. And for me, if I'm J.A. York, that would be grounds for automatic termination. I would fire the hell out of both of their asses for getting rid of all those draft picks. Do you know why we can't, and I'm about to stop, do you know why we can't go for Lamar Jackson right now, even though I know they're talking about, well, you know, we're comfortable with the, with the cap space and how we've done it. We'd rather pay the defense. We'd rather pay a linebacker like Fred Warner, uh, Ian like a pass rusher like Bosa. We'd rather be paying these guys, Debo, Kittle, the big contracts while we have the rookie contract. I get it. It sounds good if you can win. But can Shanahan win with those type of quarterbacks? Sometimes you just got to get out of your own head, pull it out of your ass, and realize that, man, I may have to go get me a damn time Brady. I may need to see, is it possible for me to get Lamar Jackson? But you know why it's not? Because we don't have a first-round pick in 2023. You know why we don't have a first-round pick in 23? Because we put it all in on Trey. And you're just going to let him walk? I don't agree with it. Again, if Purdy's the man, okay, fine. I'm good. And I love what I saw from Purdy, but that's seven games. We overreacted the last time we saw a quarterback in five games. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, and it was bad. Colin Kaepernick, he had a nice seven, eight game stretch leading into the Super Bowl in 2012. That didn't work out either. So I'm just saying, not so fast, Shanahan. Not so fast, Lynch. Chill out. Let these guys compete. They're saying it, but the actions show different. We'll see what's up. That's all I got. Sorry for taking so long. Yeah, I, I'll be fast. I think that the saying that is a win-win for the 49ers. Um, it, it puts Trey in a, in a situation where he's got to come out and compete, and you really hope that you get the best out of Trey when he's on the field and training camp and, and all the OTAs and everything. And, and hey, if, if Trey says, hey, I'm going to show these guys and comes out and, and, and performs well and becomes a starter, 49ers still win. Right. If Trey doesn't ascend to the level that he's capable of and, and just to back up or he's traded, when Purdy comes back, you insert him right in and and, and and hopefully for them, they pick up right where they left off. That's still a win. Uh, I don't really see the I don't really see the uh the risk in saying that Purdy's QB one just because uh, I think you really want to try to get the most out of Trey, which listen, Trey has I think Trey has a lot more upside, but you know, in the short time they both played, Purdy has been better. So I, I just think it's a win-win to say that. And maybe maybe you ignite something in Lance. Not that you need to ignite something in him because he got hurt. Yeah, and Shanahan yeah. hurt him. Yeah. Shanahan hurt yeah. him. You don't call a design yeah. quarterback run for your quarterback if you think he's uh, your yeah, guy. I'm not saying that, you know, Lance has uh, underachieved. We just didn't see enough of him. But I, I think from, from their – Psychological standpoint, you don't really lose much by declaring Purdy as a QB one, um, and you just you know you hope for the best out of both situations. Yeah, it seems it seems like kind of a lot of if I'm being honest, kind of a lot of much to do about nothing on on your end there, Jarvis. I mean, it's you know it it makes sense obviously that Brock Purdy would be the number one going into the season because he had the you know seven eight game stretch or whatever that he had to close the season and go and go through the playoffs you know until they ran to the Eagles. Um, and so it makes sense that he would work running there, you know, going into this season being a number one. But that doesn't mean that, that there's not a quarterback competition. So I, I don't think that either of them were trying to suggest that, you know, Purdy is, is locked in as the number one or that or trying to suggest that they may be looking to move on. It's just, you know, hey, if you're asking me who, who would get – if I had to go play a game tomorrow, you know, and both of them were healthy, Purdy would get the ball because we, we got to see him for eight games as opposed to only – like Terrence is saying, only three for, you know, for um, – for Trey Lance, and so uh, did he. Did he make it three games, two games? Really no, no, one game and one game, and two snaps. I mean, two possessions. That was it. Yeah. A monsoon in week one in Chicago, and then week two they go back to Levi Stadium. He plays two possessions and he gets hurt, and that's yeah, Shanahan's so, fault. We haven't seen enough from Trey. That's all I'm right. saying. And the significant. And, and so, and so that's, that's fair to say. I mean, he's, he's played literally, basically, you know, no football worth worth watching. I mean, you know, the monsoon game, that's, that wasn't worth watching. And then, you know, two possessions, what do you do? You know, you're not going to get much from that. Um, and so that's even more reason why when you got, you know, you're comparing a game and two possessions of film, uh, a monsoon game and two possessions of film, to seven games, including three in the playoffs, or two in the playoffs, what did play, two or three in the playoffs, then – it's like, okay, of course this guy that, that went, you know, 7-1 and one in this eight-game stretch and didn't turn the ball over a lot, albeit, yes, he did throw some that, that should have been picked, uh, you know, and, and came in and he basically a third stringer in the first place. 
of course he's going to be the guy having the job walking in. And then, depending on what happens in training camp, we go from there. But he's so hurt, Nick. But he's injured. How do you just easily say he's the guy and he can't throw a football right now? I think that's very and, disrespectful. He didn't have to answer think, that well, the way he answered. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's with the caveat, obviously, that both, that both of them would be healthy by then. If for whatever reason Brock, Brock's not healthy, then of course it's Trey. But I think, I think that's the caveat there, that both of them would be you know, ready to go. He said he wouldn't be. Again, he's going to be out at least until week four, and it could possibly be longer. Trey has a chance if he's still on the roster to prove himself and regain that starting position. And Shanahan did say that. I'm just saying I don't think they should have said anything other than where we just keep saying the lie you've been saying. Keep blowing the smoke you've been blowing. We've got two starting quarterbacks, and we're comfortable with both of them. That's all you would have had to say. Don't just say it's Purdy, but, you know, we've got to give it to Trey for right now until Purdy comes back. What does that do for Trey? What does that say for Trey? What if Trey comes out tomorrow and say, I want out? Just just trade me, please. Trade me somewhere else. I know I hadn't proved a lot, hadn't got to show anything, but just trade me. I need a fresh, I need a new scenery. I need a fresh start. I mean, now what do you do? What if Purdy can't throw a football? I don't think Trey Lance or, or I don't think a professional athlete in general would look at that situation and, and not understand why they would say that or be bothered by it to an extent where they felt like they weren't going to be given a, a fair shake at actually winning the job, particularly if the other guy is going to be hurt in the beginning of the season. And as you mentioned, they, they burned two first-round picks traded to get Trey in the first place. So they are praying that this guy, that he works out. They would, they would, they would love nothing more, I would think, than to see Trey Lance be the starter for the 49ers this year and multiple years into the future. Right. So, so really? I, I don't I don't think there's a bias of wanting Brock Purdy to succeed more so than there is of having seen him be successful as opposed to Trey Lance. Which and again it's not his fault. He got hurt. Yeah. But he he hasn't he hasn't shown to be successful as a quarterback. Brock Purdy's done that. He hasn't shown it again, yeah, like you said. He got him hurt. He's hurt and he got hurt. He got him hurt, but I, I just I just I just don't understand how it just seems like they're just already over it, over the fact that, yeah, we gave up a lot of picks for him, but oh well, Purdy looks good, he's the man, the hell with Trey. That's what it's what it looks like, at least see. Now, we'll find out if they really want to see, if they really do want it to work out for Trey, if he's still on the roster by training camp. He would have to be on the roster by then. And again, the Niners are always up to something, and I've been hearing these little rumors that they still may be picking in the first or the second round on draft night. And if that's the case, then somebody's getting traded. You know, uh, there's been talks about Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk has been tweeting. He is due for a contract. But he's complaining, saying that, why am I third, fourth spot? Why I'm in the fourth place before I can get paid? Because Bosa's probably right there, number one. But um, so I don't know what they're going to do, what their plans are. But again, yeah, enough 49 to talk. Just wanted to just speak my piece on that. Again, I just hope the best case scenario works out for San Francisco, whether it is Purdy or Lance. I really don't care, but I just can't get over the fact that they gave up a lot. And if they have to ship him off or if he's balling somewhere else and Purdy's elbow is just not as good as we thought, I think Ben, ben Roethlisberger had that same type of injury, and he wasn't the same after that. Age could have had something to do with it, but Purdy didn't have the strongest arm to begin with. I just wouldn't just I just wouldn't be so quick to just jump and say, hey, Purdy's our number one. We don't know what he is anymore, though, after that injury. It's a sick... Depending on how significant it is, he may be better. Who knows? I'm just saying, if 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 Trey Lance is not the guy, 
but Purdy doesn't turn out to be the guy and he was just lightning in a bottle, that's automatic grounds for termination for me. That goes for Lynch and Shanahan if it doesn't work because you just gave up too damn much. That's just me. That's just me now. Uh, so what else you got, Nick? Moving on. Before we actually move on to the topics that we had lined, lined out, got a bit of breaking news here on the Great Debate Show. And it's actually pertinent to a conversation we had last week. The 2003 Mason NBA Hall of Fame class has been announced. It includes Becky Hammond, Tony Parker, Kyle Gasol, Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade, and Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Sounds like a good that's list. A a, that's a hell of a class. I'm not going to lie. That is. That's, and you said two Spurs, didn't you? Yeah, uh, uh, I mean Tony and, and Greg, uh, Tony Parker and Greg Popovich both got in. Tony Park, Tony Parker and Greg Popovich in the Hall of Fame. That's cool. Along with uh, who was those names again? Uh, Dirk. I heard Dirk Nowinski. Yeah, Dirk, Pal Gasol, Becky Hammond, and Dwayne Wade. Pal Gasol, that's right. That's good. And Dwayne Wade. We just yep, we were talking about Wade. That's cool. That's a nice Which? list. Nice class. Which? Hot take. Not hundred percent sure Pal Gasol deserves to be there if he doesn't go win those titles with Kobe. Moving on. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just as as we want. I be wanting to remind people, like people say, LeBron makes his teammates better. Kobe literally made this man a Hall of Famer. But anyways, um, moving on. Kobe doesn't get that championship without Gasol getting traded to the Lakers either. That's also true. Okay. That is also without him true. getting handed okay. to the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. West pulled a drug deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Terrence, as I was telling you in the in the pre-show, I did something that I think is a is a first in great debate show history. I brought Jarvis over to my side on an argument. So here is the conversation that we had. We were talking about the West. I'm just gonna lay it out to you. I'm not gonna say who who took what side. I'm just gonna lay it out to you. We were talking about the the Western Conference as it stands. Which let me go look at the standings just to kind of give people an idea. Uh, where we are in the West, seeds four through ten are separated by three games. Wow! And and then past that, above that, you got the the Kings who are who are six games or uh, excuse me five games ahead of Phoenix. And then you've got uh, the Grizzlies, they're three and a half games. Um, excuse me, they're, they're uh, three and a half back of first, and then Denver's first place. So the, the bigger the gap really is, it goes between the biggest gap you have is between three and four. Mm-hmm. And so on one side of the argument is, well, the West is trash because you got, you know, these teams at the top, and then everybody else, you know, in this, in this cluster in the bottom. The other side of the argument was, the West is great, and this is great for for NBA basketball because it makes it more competitive. Which side of that do you fall on? T? Um, I am amongst the belief that it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's both because a lot of teams are underachieving. I think Golden State is is crazily underachieving. Uh, I thought even even to a standpoint, I thought even the Lakers underachieved uh, the first part of the season. I know that team just didn't mesh well together, but I thought it it didn't mesh well because they didn't want it to mesh well. They didn't they for some reason they just 
push Westbrook to the side. I get it, whatever the case may be. Uh, but I think it's a little bit of both. I think those teams over there are really good. Uh, either one of those teams, in my opinion, can slick win a championship. And that's exactly why I said, and I was able to convince Jarvis, that the West is actually great. Not necessarily saying that that they that you know the talent overall is better than the East, even though it is. Um, just saying from the standpoint that when we're going into the playoffs, we do, you can see either team winning any series that you put together. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, as, as it stands right now, the Pelicans will be the eight seed. They play Denver. Let's let's, let's assume that, that, the, that the, the top eight end up making it in as is. And, you know, seven in, uh, the Golden State at seven right now would beat uh, the Lakers, and then New Orleans would beat, beat OKC in the play-in game. So then New Orleans would play Denver. I would probably pick Denver, but you, if you told me New Orleans won it in seven, I wouldn't, I'm not I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. You know, you got Memphis and Golden State. You know, you know what that's going to look like. Right. Uh, 3-6 would be Sacramento and Minnesota. Which you know, so basically, as of last night, or yeah, as of last night's game, Jarvis is now in the lead in our bet. We had this conversation yesterday. I was winning, um, and then your four-five matchup is still finishing, finishing the Clippers, mm. and that's a doggone good matchup. Yes, sir. That's a yes, that's a great Yeah, NBA probably hates having that one in the first round. They probably prefer to have it as a as a Western Conference Finals. You know what? Well, as long as long as they get it. I was going to say, if that's what they want, that's exactly what they'll get. <laughs> Come on, they man. They're yeah. able to take it how and when they get it. Right, right. Well, yeah. You know how they tend to kind of fix some things, at least in my opinion, in the league. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, but no, I, I definitely think this is this is parody. This might be what the new NBA looks like. Hmm. Um, I think there is a, there's a lack of quality in some of these games. Hmm. But there's also, like, People can steal a roof for their teams throughout the season, and you just don't know. Yeah. Now, that that Eastern Conference, we got to work on that. <laughs> it's going to take a little more work. Yeah. But the West, from from one, from one, really from 1 to 9 or 1 to 10, man, I don't know. Well, the Mavericks no are idea. 11, T. The Mavericks are 11. And, and the Mavericks are 11. And, 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 and they might make a run. Could be, yeah. Yeah. They could. I mean, t- Nick just said – what three games? A three-game gap is the biggest that it is from four to ten or four yeah. to eleven. That's that's four that's, 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 that's three games. That's ridiculous. I and that four team is Phoenix. Yeah, right. Um, and and they could easily go to from four to seven in in a, in, a, in a game or two. So I just think that. Um, and, and and Nick, I think the correct word was competitive, not great. I don't. I won't go as far as saying the Western Conference is great. I will say maybe it is. More com- more competitive than trash, and yes, it's, Nick. It's great for basketball fans. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but again, never been the biggest basketball fan. I just <laughs> that's been my substitute when football is not on TV to watch. Uh, to, to, yeah, be, to be honest, honest, it really is pretty great. It's a lot of talent on these teams. A lot of talent that be hurt, admittedly. Yeah. There's a lot of talent on these teams. Yeah, Nick, and that's what I got a problem with. Uh, my take would be that. I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing for the NBA. One, you're, 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 we know the NBA is a player's league. We get it. But which, yeah. but which league is better, the NBA or the NFL? NFL. NFL's bigger. The NFL is not a player's league, though. I mean, it's, it looks like it may be kind of shifting that way, but still not so much. 
the owners still, you know their mentality, they're not going. They're not trying to even give any more fully guaranteed contracts. The problem is, how is it the better sport, but the NBA who are letting the players just kind of do what they want as they will, it's not the best. It's wide open for anybody in the West to win, and that could be because it's very competitive. It also could be because they're just not that good. The talent is so you're trying to put so much talent together, but then you got these role players that are getting traded and these picks and these other teams like a Brooklyn who's actually looking better than the Dallas Mavericks right now out of that situation because you gave up a lot. You gave up quite a bit to get Kyrie. You put all your chips in and the Mavericks look terrible. I mean, four straight losses up until last night, finally getting a win against the Pacers. But I just think that the way they're doing it, it's not working out the way they thought it would. I think they probably need to get back to some of the David Stern days. Uh, I hate to say it, but man, Silver's just being a little too lenient with a lot of stuff. These players are not playing all the games. They're sitting out when they get ready. I, I, people don't even want to volunteer to do dunk contests. I'm just not the biggest NBA fan right now. I'm sorry. But I will say, Nick, you did convince me last night that the West is more competitive than I want to give it credit for. And it sounds like the West could be good in the playoffs. But none of these teams are just just blowing me away as like, oh, no, they can win. And I don't but know if it's a good thing. Just because the teams aren't blowing you away doesn't mean that they aren't great. That means that, that, means that because everybody is so – I'm looking through the 10 teams we just – the 11 teams we just talked about. Every last one of them has at least one – and some of them, too, guys that are either first, you know, one-name guys or nickname guys. With Denver, you got Joker. Memphis, you got Job. You know, Sacramento, you got De'Aaron. Uh, well, De'Aaron Fox, I guess, is really a one-name, whatever. Uh, Phoenix, you got KD, and you got Book, and you got CP3. The Clippers, you got PG, and you got uh, Kawhi. Minnesota, you got Cat, and you got Ant. Golden State, you got Steph. Uh, New Orleans, even, you got Zion. Uh, he, he ain't never healthy, but he's, he's on the team at least. I was going to say, no, they really don't have him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you still got Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum for that matter. They, they don't suck. Um, and then, you know, the Lakers, of course, you got Brian and AD. Okay, see, you got SGA. And Dallas, you got Kyrie and, and, and Luka. That, yeah. You got you got a lot of talent that's just spread across a lot of teams. And so because of that, Nobody, nobody's really running away with the thing, so to speak. I mean, Denver's got a, a three-and-a-half game lead on Memphis for first, and I think both teams got, what, seven or eight games left? Yeah. So, you know, Memphis probably won't catch them. Um, but, I mean, that, that, they're, not, well, they're not running away with the Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? And so um, – You could be right, Nick, yeah. but it also could be because of what you just stated, two and three stars on one team but no bench. And so it's like – it's just a matter of who's going to shoot more, who's going to be more efficient that night, who's going to get a few more rebounds. And that's even hard to do when you had to trade the big man who rebounds better just to go get that star. But that star, you know, it, he's all right, but he's not a whole team overall. I mean, look at the teams that have a complete team. Do you think any team in the West, that includes Phoenix, even though I do think KD or Paul or Booker will get hurt, they're all getting hurt which has not been fun at all or entertaining at all. But, man, will any of these teams in the West beat a complete team like Boston? I, well, they're sort of complete. I mean, I, I think they could be better at rebounding, but they're pretty complete. They were in the finals last year. Or Milwaukee Bucks. I don't even know that Boston – I don't even know that 
that I would say that Boston is the team I would pick to make it out of the East in the first place. I mean, I'm not saying they'll make it out, but I'm saying there's about – the East, the Eastern Conference is like top heavy, and then after that, it kind of falls off after what the fifth seed. But my thing is, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics. Nah, I'm not even gonna say the Sixers, but at least the Bucks and the Celtics could beat any team in the West because I think they're more complete. They will actually play defense, and uh, nobody's in the West playing defense really. So, I mean, so let, just, let me let me counter what you just said with this. Okay. You said that you said you gave me two teams that you think would be any other teams in the West, correct? I think they could. I'm not saying they will, but they definitely yeah, got yeah, a great right, shot. Right, right, yes. right. I, that's what I was saying. Okay. You think they could be any team in the West? Yes. How many of those teams in the West could beat both of them teams and and everybody below them? Man, Nick, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if any of them can. They're not complete. You 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 you, you couldn't see Phoenix beating Boston or Phoenix beating. Milwaukee, the meltdowns, the meltdowns that they've had the past few seasons. No, I can't, and I hate to say that because y'all know how I feel about the point guard, Chris Paul. With them, with them adding Kevin Durant to that team, you couldn't see. Yeah, no, right now Boston is kind of. No. There's a little bit of an internal struggle with Boston right now with uh, Jalen Brown. If, if, so I, like, if, I, if I told you, and he's Charlie, just going to keep playing good basketball, proving everybody wrong, Terrence. In my book, he's just going to keep proving people wrong. Like, why am I the topic of discussion in trades? And I'm just going to keep balling. The guy that still outplayed Tatum in the NBA Finals. I think that other than the Golden State Warriors, if the Golden State Warriors can get back to the Golden State Warriors and if Wiggins returns, I think that Boston, Milwaukee especially, they're number one in my book. As Terrence was saying, they were going to win the championship. You may be right, T. Uh, I think both of those teams, maybe even the Sixers, could beat any of those teams in the West. And that's not saying the East is better than the West at all. I'm just saying that it's so wide open and none of those teams are complete in the West. The West is so wide open, and I don't know if it's necessarily good or bad. If the Lakers mess around and get that eighth seed, they could make some noise. That's how dangerous that, – that, I mean, that's how that, – that's, that's what I'm saying, though. But I, how could they do it, that if it, those it, other it, teams it, were really good in the top, the top part of the West? If Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix – Whoever else is number five, how how do we believe those teams are really that good if the Lakers could make the postseason and get them? I don't know how good they really are, how great they really are. I get what you're saying. You're trying but to the, Right, but the question is, you're telling me you couldn't see any of those teams you just named beating Boston or Milwaukee. If I told you, Jarvis, I can see the future and the and the Clippers are gonna, are gonna play the Celtics in the finals and the Clippers are gonna win in six games. And Kawhi's going to average thirty-five. He's going to be—he's going to be healthy. He's going to average thirty-five. You telling me you couldn't see a healthy Kawhi Leonard and a healthy Paul George going out and winning the championship and beating Boston in six? Here's my thing: I can see it, but there's just so many question marks, so many red flags, so much uncertainty in the Western there's Conference. A lot, there's a lot that could, that, that could go wrong. I get that. Any, any, any player on any team could get hurt. I mean, I, not I, just I, that. Kawhi could get a thigh bruise and say, I'm done for the damn postseason, right. and, and, and that and eliminates and Kawhi, all of that. Kawhi is certainly more, it's certainly a bigger injury risk than damn near everybody else in the league other than maybe Anthony Davis, who is called street clothes, for God's sake. <laughs> That's the one reason why I didn't mention the Clippers, even though I would love for them to be the team representing the West in the finals. That's the one reason but why I didn't if, mention it. If, if for whatever reason I told you Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both going to be healthy throughout the playoffs, you're not going to tell me you couldn't see the Clippers winning a title and couldn't see them beating the Celtics or the Bucks in six. And the same way, 
I would probably cut it. I would say Minnesota. I would say probably. I I, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that. I would like if you told me Minnesota beat Boston or beat Milwaukee, I'd be shocked. Right, right. But if you but Golden State is the seventh seed right now. If you told me that, I'd be like, yeah. I, I would damn near actually probably bet on Golden State right now. Well, first of all, for, first of all, Paul George is out, and we don't know for how long. You, did you forget that? I think they said I think they said two three weeks. Okay, well, I mean, hey, I don't know what the hell they could be in two or three weeks. You, you, we just, you just told us what the seeds look like and how far apart they are. Not far right, at all. Because right, because right now they're looking at Phoenix in the first round. They gonna need him. That's not gonna happen though. Without they, they won't be a fifth seed, or they won't be a fifth seed though by, by the time Paul George gets back. Maybe, maybe not. But man, I'm, I'm telling you, besides the Warriors, if they can get everything together and get Wiggins back to the team. I don't. I don't. I, I just can't just put put a stamp on. Hey, yeah, they'll be. And the Warriors are the seventh seed. I know, but they're still the Warriors. They're still the Warriors. Right. I don't trust but anybody said, else in the Western Conference right now to say that. It, no. It, you you couldn't see Memphis not against Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Who? Memphis. You couldn't see Memphis. You couldn't see Memphis beating Milwaukee in seven. To be honest, no, I don't. And the only reason why I say that is because, and I hate to say this, because I love me some John Morant. But, man, the Grizzlies sometimes are a better team when he's not on the floor, when he's not playing. They get a better – they have a better rhythm. The offense just jails better. And then he just kind of slow. They're, they're not a better team. They're a different team, and, they, and they're a different – They're more efficient. They're more efficient, and they 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 win, they, they win games, and they seem to be more consistent in winning those games. Uh, they kind of beat the brakes off of teams without them because they're playing an offense. They're running plays. It's not just oh, ISO and, and somebody ball dominant. The teams are, are not used to what they're seeing from them because of, because of what the what John Morant brings to brings to your team and the gravity that he cut right. carries. The right. offense is different. Right. I mean, I could. I would love to see Memphis beat Milwaukee in the finals. I would, but I don't trust anybody in the West. I'm sorry, but the Warriors. It, it, that's that's all I'm trusting right now. If they can get Wiggins right. back and get back to what they're doing, I mean it's wide open, and I would love to see Phoenix win. I would love to see the Clips win, but as far as who I trust, it's a it's the two teams that have represented the Eastern Conference in the finals the past two seasons: the Celtics and the Bucks. I trust them more. I don't trust KD to stay healthy. I don't trust Chris Paul to have enough gas in the tank by the time we get to the, the, the third round of the postseason. Hell, maybe even the second round. He's 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 even older than last year. Kevin Durant is the reason he'll have enough gas. If he stays he healthy. Is. If he stays yeah, healthy. Right. Yeah, right. I don't trust I don't trust him to stay healthy. How long when is the last time has he stayed healthy? Since 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 the night since the twenty nineteen NBA finals. Tell me how how many seasons has he completed? Where he hasn't been injured, he's been hurt. He's hurt in and out of the lineup. I don't trust anybody, man. I'm sorry. But not the, the year they the lost to the Bucks. I think he. I think he played sixty some games that season. And they lost to the Bucks. Oh, you talking about the Brooklyn seven. series? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Series, that was yeah. twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, but then the next year he got swept by Boston. Again, yeah, though, the two teams that eliminated him: Boston, Milwaukee. Those are the only two both, I trust. Both, both went to the finals. They're more complete. They will play some defense. They're just more complete. Giannis will score at will. If they can just get Chris Middleton to be half of what he was in 21, they're going to be the champions in 23. I hate to say it because they don't just excite me. They're not that entertaining. But they're more complete than all of these teams in the West. That's just that's just me. Now, uh, now entertainment, offensively, watching them just – Swish, swish, you know, hey, swish, swish, swish. 
It's nothing but shots, nothing but buckets. But nobody's stopping anybody. Nobody. Kyrie and Luka were supposed to be so amazing. And they've been terrible together. The records, that's what the record states anyway. I don't know what they'll do in the postseason if they get there, but they hadn't been too good. And so it's just like, and, and Denver, nobody wants to give them credit, and they've been number one for months. And Memphis, hey, are they ready? I don't know. I just I just think that they let Draymond Green's statements after they barely beat the Grizzlies last year go to their head. You know, Draymond was right. Hey, if they can keep this team patched together, that team's on their way. They remind us a lot of us and what we did. He was right. But they doing more talk, they were doing more talking than playing uh, at one point in this season. And then Ja had the situation, and now he's coming back. But, man, I'm just saying I don't trust anybody in the West. That's just me. But I will say, you're right, it'll be more competitive. I'll say it's more competitive than trash, but I just think that the way they're doing the league right now is too many stars on the same team, and that's not that's not working out for any of them. They're not doing it the way everybody thinks it's going to be like the Miami Heat, LeBron, Wade, Bosh. They only won two out of four. The rest of these guys aren't even getting that. So that's just my two cents on it, though. What else you got, Nick? If you say so, my man, I, mm. we'll see. I, I, we will see. We're we gonna see. We will I, see. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to see what the finals matchup would be. I, 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 will, I, I would hope, just based on this conversation, that either the Bucks or the or the Celtics made it. Um, but am I? Nice what, is it unhinged, Nick? Though, for me to say that I only trust the Warriors after all they've done, is it unhinged for I, me to I, say I that's think, the only I team my, I trust? I think my only problem with it really was is that. It seems that you're holding the, the Western Conference teams to a different standard than you are the Eastern Conference team. I didn't because you were you're not saying that you necessarily trust the Bucks or the Celtics to go win it. You're just saying you could you could see it. Yeah, if, if I yeah. told you if I told you I could see the future and and the Bucks beat the beat the Warriors in six, would you be shocked? You'd be like, no, nah, I wouldn't be shocked. No, you no. know, I can see I can see that happen. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. I, I could also see that happen. Yeah, but I can see the reverse. I can see. I can see the Warriors beat the Bucks, or since the Warriors are the teams you trust, I can see Phoenix beating the Bucks in six. There will be a rematch. There will be a rematch. If, if, you, if you told me you saw into the future and, and Kevin Durant averaged 30, 35 for the series and Devin Booker went for, for 30 a game and Chris Paul, you know, did whatever and the Phoenix won in six, I'd be like, you know, I can believe that. I, I like to see it, but I can believe that. Right. From you know, if, if, it, if the Clippers beat the, beat the Celtics, yeah. like I was saying earlier, I can see that. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it would. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I agree with you. If I was going to bet on a team right now, I would bet on the Warriors. I, I would. Yeah. I probably need to go see what they are. So I don't feel to do it right about now. <laughs> right. That's probably who I would bet. Who I would bet on. Right. Right. Um, but if you, you told me any of you know seven other of those other teams, even much as I might hate to say it, the Lakers, yeah. if, if they continue to gel together and, and find a way in, I'm not going to say I'd be shocked. I'd be, I'd be a little more surprised, I think, than a lot of the rest of them. But yeah. you know, like, yeah, okay, I saw, I can see that. I, I, I guess everything that you just said, my, my, the red flags for me were, hey, but is AD gonna be AD? I don't trust it, you know. Uh, and then as far as the Suns, hey, is Aiden gonna show up though? Is he gonna do what he needs to do? Because I think just KD is not enough. KD and yeah, Booker Chris, and Chris Middleton Chris Paul. look like Chris Middleton all year, so. Is Giannis going to be able to, to continue to make up that? Him and Drew Holiday continue to make up that gap? Uh, he's starting I mean, to look like it, though. Yeah, I know, I know he had a good, he had a good game last night. Like, what, 35, 36 the other night without Giannis? Yeah, yeah. 
I think he's still Scottie Pippen, man. I think he can still be Scottie Pippen, and they can do some things this year, man. Terrence may be right about that. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, if, I, I don't trust know if him a lot more. Philly in this conversation, but obviously they got their problems. Yeah, yeah uh, not really, not I know, so much. I know, but I know you're not including Philly because Doc Rivers is the coach. Never mind. Not so much, but again, Embiid, man, the boys balling, and you know, I know, I'm sure we're probably going to get to that here. Um, we're already an hour in, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stop talking and let you uh, finish. But that's a good, good topic. And, and, again, I just don't trust a lot of these players or teams in the West. It's just something that makes me say, hey, what about him? Do you really trust him, though? Do you think he's going to actually – that's my thing. It's just too much uncertainty for me with these guys in the Western Conference. But I would love I to see somebody that. win. I would love it because I'm really i not a fan of anybody in the East, to be honest with you. I, there's three or four teams I would love to see win out of the West. It's just I don't trust it. Every time I get my hopes set on it, Something happens, and then there's the meltdown here, and and I just I'm just not putting my I'm not putting any more chips on the Suns or the Clippers anymore. Just let me see it, and I'll be happy when it happens. If it happens, that's all I can say. But those are the two, those are the two outside of Memphis where I could be like, man, I wouldn't mind seeing them win. And but that's my thing. As much as I like the Grizzlies, I don't know if they're ready yet. I still don't know if they're really ready. Uh, it seems like the Warriors, if they were to go at it right now. The Warriors will still put them over their lap and say, hey, man, take this whooping and go sit in that corner. You ain't ready for this yet. We're still the guys. I don't know. Now they are older. They're not quite looking like themselves, but I just don't know what level the Grizzlies will be on. I'm sure they'll be turned, but I need y'all to be shooting 40% or better from beyond the arc from three again. He was doing it early in the year, and then that kind of dipped. Uh, they could be very dangerous if he can get that three-point shot back to going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, or, or if they can find a way to play him and Tyus Jones together maybe a little bit. Um, well, I like that too. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I like that too, though. Uh, but, yeah, stay, staying out in the Western Conference that we just spent a lot of time on, uh, we got a couple of couple of superstars, obviously, that are, that are uh, in and out of the lineups with their team. LeBron just returned for the Lakers. Uh, and their loss to the Bulls on Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, the Ma- the Mavs, of course, have been sliding uh, with Kyrie and, and Luca over there. Luca had his his uh, 16th technical the other night rescinded, <laughs> so he did play against the Pacers last night, and, and the Mavs did finally pick up a win to kind of stop that backslide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder what y'all guys thinking about? Uh, you know, just with the way these both of these teams are going, um, if things don't go well for them as far as the playoffs go for both the Mavs and the Lakers. Um, you know, what's the chance you think we actually do see a, a Kyrie and, and LeBron um, reunion? Um, or do you see either of these teams putting put, put it together and being able to make a run in the playoffs? Uh, first of all, let me, let me ask the question here. What makes Kyrie Irving a superstar? His ability, his, his, the, the box office is as Stephen A. would say, along with his actual ability to play basketball. Okay, well, I'm not going to argue it. I just wanted to question it because I just, I don't really buy him being. He's he's a controversial superstar who lacks some availability for reasons that he could be much more in control of. How many superstars do we have in the like true superstars? True. Hmm. Le- LeBron. Okay. Steph. Okay. 
KD, mm-hmm. Giannis, okay. Ja, okay, yeah. Dane, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, MB, Luca, MB, Yoke, Kyrie. Hold on, stop. Okay, but name the rest of them. Jokic. Okay. I'm yeah, about, yeah, I'm about done. You probably yeah, named yeah, it. Okay. You probably summed it up there. Did we, did uh, we name Tatum? Oh, Tatum. Tatum. Yes, sir. Tatum. Tatum. Sorry about that, Tatum. Did we, uh, did, did we name Luca? I didn't say Luca. Nick just did. Okay. Yep. okay. Uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker's a superstar, right? Now, is he a superstar now? I would say so. Mm, mm, I'm questioning that one, too, but okay. okay. All right. Okay. No, nah, let's hear this. Let's hear this, T. Come on. I know what you're what getting if, at. What if, what if, I, I kinda like this conversation. What about what about uh Jalen Brown? I would say no, he's not a superstar. You said no? No. Do you think do you think you don't call him a superstar because he's the number two on his team? Yes. Because I because I think if I if I had asked you this question about Devin Booker two months ago, you would have said yes. Possibly. I mean I'm I'm I I I'll say this. I asked that question because out of all those guys those guys you named is Kyrie Irving better than any of them? Like, if you are a GM, you are taking any of those guys to either start your team or just to play for a few years. You have to sign one of those guys. Are we are we taking out the the Kyrie factor in terms of the, the off the court stuff that keeps him off the court? I don't, I don't give a damn about Kyrie off the court personally. Right. Well, I'm saying, but I mean, just because because it affects his ability to play basketball, I don't really give a damn about either. Now, now I'm, I'm just, if, if he is going to, if you know Kyrie Irving is going to play 82 games, all these guys are is, is all based on an 82 game, 82 game per season schedule. Everybody, everybody, everybody's going to be there the the amount of games and you, you, you expect. live and you have the injuries off. All these guys are going to play right. 82 games. And you take you average any of those other guys. If he's better than any of them, um, I mean, I, I would say he is better than most of them when it comes down to a skill set, handles, shooting, finishing at the rim. But as far as making his team better and winning, no, he's probably not better than any of them because he makes nobody around him better ever. And if he yeah, finds his way back to LeBron, and, and, and then that's the issue. I promise you. I'm not like my my Smith brethren, Stephen A. This ain't personal at all. <laughs> right. I just never bought into Kyrie Irving being this top echelon star. Hmm. He has never led the league in shit. Nothing. Because he can't. I don't even know if he's finished he top two or three. He can't finish a whole damn season with one team. <laughs> That's one reason. <laughs> and listen, he might make three or four plays a game that nobody else can make. Yeah. He's good for a highlight tape. Yes. That's about it. Mm. But but the, but the box office part matters when you're asking if he's a superstar, and so so that that because because if, if we're being honest, if we're being well well no I'll take that but I, I guess I, that would be a bit of a restraint. Well I'll say it this way: John Morant was declared a superstar a little earlier than I probably would have agreed with it from a from a purely basketball standpoint because of what he brings to the box office because of what he brings to uh-huh. your 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 want to watch basketball for the, the casual fan. Kyrie Irving has gotten as a big a pass as anybody. Just purely based on flash and highlights and one shot. So Terrence, are you telling me that you can be a highlight reel but not a superstar? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, now keep in mind, like, now keep in mind when you're saying that this is the guy that's still going to the All Star game every year and averaging, you know, 23, 24, 25 points a night. Like, it's not like he's out here doing nothing. So he's so he's Bradley Beal with a with a with a with a pretty crossover and a layup package. <laughs> and a, and a title. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, okay, I guess. He's We're not. He's not. He's not. He's not completely wrong, Nick. Though. I mean, I get what he's I, saying. And at some point, he just started kind of I'm look just, like I'm dead weight on some of these rosters. Just made the Hall of Fame. I'll say this right here. I'll say this, and I'll leave it alone because I don't want to make it sound like I'm attacking Kyrie. But I'll say this oh. to make my point. Okay. Uh, I saw uh, there was like a top five on. It may have been NBA TV. It may have been ESPN. I was just kind of walking by a TV in the gym and saw it. And Kyrie does this. He picks the ball up with one hand and kind of like just floats it around and then finally lays it up. And it's just like, why is this the third best play of the night? I saw Allen Iverson do this every night. And I just think he's gotten such a pass from... And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to diminish his skill set. I'm not trying to diminish um, his abilities. I just think we have put them on a pedestal when he has not, he hasn't done the, the middle work in my opinion. He's all sizzle, no steak, if that makes sense. Mm. So then my question would be, why would you have this question about Kyrie, but not about Damian Lillard? Damian Lillard is much better. Much better. What has Damian Lillard ever led the league in? Damian Lillard, first of all, he, he had the titles to show. First of all, well, he never played with LeBron, first of all. That's uh, true, but I'm just saying. Uh, he's been in he's been stuck in, in Portland purgatory his whole career. I don't even think it's I don't think it's much of a comparison. Uh, because one thing about Damon Lillard, if he is healthy, he is on the court. And when but, he's but, on the court, but, 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 we're, but we're taking that out of it. Okay, all right. And even if we are taking it out, like you got to keep in mind too, he went up against Golden State a lot of years by himself. I I don't know if CJ McCollum counts as by himself. Oh, it damn well does. <laughs> no man, come on now. That's well, not, that's well, not well, well, he's saying that McCullum's not the superstar though. Dame is. McCullum, right. McCullum, McCullum is barely a star. Is, is the number two guy. Yeah. McCullum, McCullum is barely a star, right? And we also that's, have to keep in mind that Dame Lillard. I think he leads the the maybe league history. Is the league history in sixty point games? Probably so. Uh, probably so. He's definitely had quite a few of them in the past year or two. Definitely more than any active player. Dame Lillard is a monster. He the only is. thing that's saving Dame Lillard from winning multiple championships is the fact that he just doesn't he doesn't want to leave Portland. He doesn't care to leave Portland. And he no. can't get nobody else come out there that's with it. him. Meanwhile, Kyrie cries his way out of a team every year. Yeah. So no, nah, to me but, to me there's no comparison. But again, you can that's say not that the Kyrie is flashier. Yeah. But in the terms of playing basketball, in the terms of playing the point guard position, in the terms of shooting the basketball, to me, in my opinion, Dame Lillard is much better. Do you I think there's a better point guard in the league than Dane Lillard? I mean, I'm still going to put Steph ahead of him uh, just uh, purely based on career accolades, uh, head-to-head matchups, even though Steph always had the better teams. But, uh, you know, I, I, I still say that that D three-point shot, Steph is – he's not the originator, but, man, he made it cool to do it. And a lot of guys, Dane himself has kind of – even Dane has conceded that uh, Steph is, you know, the best shooter of all time. But he's like, yeah, hey, why am I not second? And why is he not second? You know, that's 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 another debate for another day. So I'll always give Steph that credence of being, you know, a little bit better than the, than the rest of the guys. 
But man, Dame, Dame, his whole career is going to be underrated now because he's never going to leave Portland. That's sad. That's sad to say too that he won't. But you know what? Listen to him talk about it. I get it. You know, he's got a very good life. Yeah. And he wants to win. He wants to come out. And he wants to win his way. And you know, if he wins one in Portland, to me, that's better than winning two in Miami with Wade and Bosh. And you know, we talked about that with Wade. You know, it kind of. I don't think it hurt his career, but it, it just kind of overshadowed the one he won in 06. Yeah. So if he can somehow muster up one season and win one like Dirk did in 2011, and that, that's that's going to say a whole lot. Um, but as far as just, just comparing Dame, Dame to Kyrie, man, give me Dame any day of the week twice on Sunday. Yeah. I, and I understand what you're saying. I agree with that to a certain extent as far as just what they bring to the table. Um, who brings the baggage and who doesn't? He's going to wrap the bouncing and, and do three but, spin moves and shoot a fadeaway jump shot, and it's going to be ooh, ah, but it's one damn bucket. I know, but because of that, that's the reason why it's so hard to say that he's not a superstar or that he's not better than Dane because he's going to be he a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, look, again, if I had to pick because of what we know now, I wouldn't go with Kyrie either. But as far as just if they were playing one-on-one or we had a chance to pick one of them on 2K, man, I think it's a toss-up as far as, the, you know, who's going to pick who because – I can see that. No, I can see that. I can yeah. See that and, and that's what I think that's all Nick's question is as far as just playing ball, who's better. Uh, and, again, though, uh, he definitely has had more better big games. And, you know, Kyrie gives it to you like in every blue moon. And, man, Dame could do it like – Every on a weekly basis, like you know, if he didn't do it last week, watch out, he may do it this week, you know, or you're gonna you're gonna hear about something he did at least once or twice a month. So I think he's definitely more consistent with that, and that's because he will play more. Um, so, and and uh, an unfortunate situation for Kyrie right now because it seems like he's kind of getting pushed further back, further back. How many more teams does he have to go to before we realize that maybe maybe he just is not a winner? Maybe he's just Carmelo. Or another good player that was good, but just never really made everybody around him better. Um, just not quite the leader that you would like. Uh, I don't know. He's starting to leave bad taste in people's mouth, though, including Luca, maybe, after he stated at the presser after a game that he's looking very, uh, uh, he's never looked this depressed or whatever. And he's only say, he's saying that now that Kyrie's there. He's never said it before Kyrie got there. I don't know. But. Now, now that be, take, taking everything into account, you want to hear a really wild stat? Yes, what's that? Kyrie Irving was drafted the year before Damian Lillard. Okay. Ask me how many more, ask me how many more games Damian Lillard has played in his career. Oh, man, I know it's a lot. I'll go with Thank a you. good 50. Terrence, what you got? Uh, let's go with 115. Ooh. 102. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, good one, T. Wow, that many more? Oh, wow. Damian Lillard's played 769 career games. Kyrie Irving has played 667. Hmm. So, so he's made about a season, a season and a third gap on the number of games Kyrie has played with one less season to do it. And I guess that was makes Terrence right. Yeah. Say it again. That Dame was out most of last season with that torn oblique. So mm-hmm. yeah, and and Dame Dame missed what is this? Uh, about fifty-two games of a season, fifty-three games of a season. Hmm. Wow. I, well, I guess that's why that what makes Terrence right. That's why you would 
choose Dame over Kyrie, I guess. As Danny Green said, if you want to crown him, you go ahead and crown him. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, not, not, not to be clear, I would also take Dame over Kyrie. Okay. I, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you with the thought that I would take basically any of the guys that I named over Kyrie that I would call. So Kyrie may be the line of demarcation for superstars in the league right now. Borderline superstar. I if, got you. If, if you if you are not either better at basketball or a bigger show than Kyrie Irving, then you're not a superstar. Is hmm. there anybody else that, that that you could think of that wouldn't that that wouldn't qualify for? <sighs> somebody is somebody that's better than Kyrie that we wouldn't call a superstar. Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Bradley Beal? No, he's still not better though, is he? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Bradley. No. I don't think Bradley Beal is better now. The Jimmy, the Jimmy Butler one was interesting though, because because the thing about it, Jimmy Butler is not the show. But so he's still, but he's still a superstar if he's always the better player on the team. He's a leader. He's gotten his team to the finals. Ooh. I think he's still yeah. a superstar. At least he was at some point. I don't know if you want to say he still is today, but. I would say he's still I, 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 I would say Jimmy's still better than Kyrie. I, I, I would say that. And again, I'm confused on exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. I know we got to move on, but I'm confused at what we're talking about because if we had to pick one of them, they're the last two on the court. We've already picked four. I've picked four on my team. You picked four on your team. And we've got these two players left, and I'm picking next. Man, I'm still probably taking Kyrie over Jimmy Butler unless I feel like I don't have enough defenders. I got Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, so I'm trying to figure out exactly. Jimmy Butler is a, is a great defender, and Kyrie Irving is basically a non-existent defender. Jimmy Butler is better than Kyrie. <laughs> okay, got you on that. But again, Kyrie, what we're saying about Kyrie is is my issue with everybody in the West. They can put up 40 points on any night, but they will also allow the other the opposite the, the opposing player to put up 42. <laughs> you know, and and that's yeah. a loss. And all these teams are putting up points in the West. But, you know, they'll put up 130, but they'll give up 131. That's what I don't trust about those those teams out there. I'm sorry. Um, so, really, the whole Western Conference in my book is Kyrie Irving until they prove me different. Somebody's got to knock the Warriors off for me to think otherwise. Now, that was a little unhinged, but, hey, that's my take on that. What the hell? Right. Hey, well, we got to keep it moving, man. It's almost time to wrap this up, Nick. What else we got? What else do we have? Yeah, that, that, that really is about time for us to wrap it up. We can mess with uh, Terrence a little bit about Meek Mill reaching out to, to Robert Kraft, trying to get his boy over there to, to Bill Belichick. Hmm. Uh, been a lot of interesting takes about Bill Belichick out here lately. Yeah. Um, you think, think he ought to be looking to hang it up? Hmm. I think this Bill Belichick without Tom Brady thing is, is not going well. Yeah. Yeah, proving me wrong once again. Um, Terrence, you want to go ahead and start with start with it? I mean, it's, it's he was I still. I don't have much to say. I just think Nick Mill should worry about putting out an album, <laughs> <laughs> a decent one. Shots fired. Uh oh. And quit, and quit letting Drake beat you in rap battles. Mm. Worry about that. Mm. Mm. Well, the world to all your girls to. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say that. Hey. Um, I'm not mad at him telling Robert Kraft that, but the the word is that Robert Kraft said that's a Bill Belichick decision, and I'm not sure if Bill Belichick will even go for Lamar. They came out and said they're not interested in him, but 
Lamar Jackson or Mac Jones, man, that's a tough decision for me. Man, please. The Patriots aren't paying any damn body. Go get Lamar. And I'll quickly explain why Belichick should go get him. He was asked at the NFL's owners meeting yesterday, what or where is the optimism? Why should we be optimistic about the Patriots in 2023? He said the past 25 years. That was his answer. The same coach who has always preached and, you know, told his players that, what have you done for me lately? Forget about last season. Yeah, we won the Super Bowl, but the hell with that. It's time to prove yourself again this year. And now he's and now he answers that question by saying that look what I did the past 25 years. That's what you should be optim optimistic about. But what happened to what have you done for me lately? And lately he's done nothing since that goat named Tom Brady left him. I said that hey, let's or, not or, jump or the before. gun, huh? I said or before. Or or before. I I have said though in the past that hey man, look, give Belichick a chance. Brady won a Super Bowl the first year after he left, but Brady's going to be gone before Belichick is. That's the case. As of now, Brady's retired. Belichick isn't. I think he reti I think he needs to retire if he can't get a Lamar Jackson because we're going to forget about those six Super Bowls, mainly because it looks like we no. should give all the credit to Brady. I'm not going to say completely forget, but what Andy Reid is doing, he can very well be called the GOAT in another Super Bowl or two. With all the wins in the AFC Championship, Conference Championships, and all of that stuff, and Patrick Mahomes being there, if you add that, if you add everything that he done in Philly, even though he done everything but win the championship, Belichick beat him. He can surpass Belichick, not in Super Bowl victories, but just as a whole resume. I think Andy Reid could kind of approach Bill Belichick like, I know you're Mike Jordan, but I'm LeBron, and I've been doing this for a while too. I'm consistent. I got a lot of good numbers here. I'm stuffing the stats. Andy Reid is stuffing the hell out of these stats, and he's doing it currently. So we remember Andy Reid, and we're kind of forgetting what Belichick did. If you can go get Lamar, though, that changes the whole narrative here. Right now, you're the fourth best team in the AFC East, and you can't get Josh Allen out the field. You got to score points. You can't score points with what you have right now. And don't tell me Bill O'Brien is going to make Mac Jones or this offense any damn better because I think Bill O'Brien can't call plays better than me. I don't give a damn what he used to do. <laughs> the only thing you did was bring in a guy that really is an offensive coordinator. Nobody ever said he was a damn good one. Uh, so I think Belichick is really, really, really sinking here. He's swimming with no feet. He hasn't had a good draft in a long time. And this is another reason why Belichick got on down. He's not drafting good. He's not making good moves with the free agency stuff. Uh, Shanahan took over one time, Mike Shanahan that is. He had a bigger role. And as soon as he started being general manager and head coach, it started to kind of, you know, go downhill from there. And that's what Belichick is doing. General manager roles, he's not good at it. He's good at coaching up the defense. And right now, the defense isn't stopping in enough offenses, and he's not putting up any points, and he hadn't had any coordinators up until now. So I say, go get Lamar, do whatever you got to do to get him, listen to Meek Mill and Robert Kraft. If you don't, retire. If not, you're really, really, really starting to hurt your legacy. That's yeah, it. yeah. I, I, I think, I, I, like I said, I think I agree. It's about time for Bill to wrap it up here pretty soon. Unless, unless they do something crazy in the draft or, or get a trade for a quarterback or some guy comes out of nowhere, it, it might be about that time for him. Uh, right. 
Past that, guys, not too much more left. Uh, I do have one of our rare This Day in Sports Histories. Uh, you guys may have seen it on Twitter. It's a relatively famous one. Uh, this day, it would be, what, 28 years ago now? March 28, 1995, Michael Jordan has the double nickel game, 55 against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. What a day. That was a beautiful day. What a day. Yeah, y'all a little older than me, so y'all was a little more aware of what was going on at the time. That was a beautiful day. I remember it. I remember it clearly. That was a beautiful day. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan. He's yeah, trying to have a, uh, like a short film. Not a film, but it's kind of a like a highlight package of that game that he just put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw it this morning, I think. Uh, so, good stuff. I, if I find it again, I'll, I'll share it with you guys. But okay. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, okay. Jordan was a beast, man. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, I want to read a few of the comments around YouTube over here. People have been saying some things here as we've been going on. I just haven't really had the time to mention them. Uh, uh, Dame, somebody said Dame Lillard has been backing out of those statements about staying in Portland. So he may actually get on down at some point and give us what we want. You know, see him somewhere else shining like he should. And, you know, show us the superstar that he is in the, um, in the limelight and maybe get a championship. Also, someone said that uh, Trey Lance is going to play his – he's going to play lights out in the month of September uh, to keep Purdy from getting that job back. Uh, watch and see. Somebody also said that the Titans could get Trey Lance. I already spoke on Rand Carthon. Uh, somebody else said that the Ravens are going to get uh, – I mean, uh, the, the, that the Ravens are going to trade Lamar Jackson to Tennessee, tighten up. There's another one here. Let's see. Bucks got Grayson Allen. Uh, don't forget about him. He also makes – no, no, no. What is that? Bucks got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grayson Allen. He also can't forget about him with the Bucks. When we were talking about him, that statement was that comment was made earlier. And uh, what else? What else we got here? Uh, quite a few things, but just wanted to just kind of fill everybody in on what other people are saying about what we're discussing and what, or what we're debating here. Uh, but I, I ain't got anything else. I think it's been a great show, Nick. Uh, if you have anything else or a few more, uh, come on with it. But yeah, I. I think it's been a good show for the most part, and uh, we did. We definitely had a lot to cover. Um, and I guess we got to get back to that AP versus LT, LaDainian Thomason versus Derrick Henry, that running back debate. I guess we'll have to, you know, open that back up on the Great Debate Show page on Facebook. It was definitely on Twitter today, and we got some responses. But we don't really have the time to debate it right now. But just to throw it out there, we'll come back and we'll, you know, Get your answers or your opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Who is better? Who would you choose out of those running backs? Derrick Henry, LaDalian Thomason, Adrian Peterson. Those are the top three. There were six, I believe, but the other three I don't think are worth mentioning. I don't think that was close. I don't remember who they are, but I don't think it was close. Uh, but anyway, carry on, Nick. Well, what we got, if anything else. That's it, man. That's all I had for it. I said, I think we touched a lot, so uh, we call it night on that. Okay. Yeah, so, and I just, I just want to close by saying, don't forget, Ken Lucas, Ken Fairley. Remember those names. Hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Terrence, before we go, once again, you're saying what? The Ravens? Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson will be a Raven week one in 2023. Yes, 1,000%. 100%. Okay. Absolutely. It's Odell Beckham Jr.'s jersey still up on the Ravens' well, website. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked. Uh, <laughs> trying to kill one bird at a time here, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I would bet to say it's not. 
Okay. Why is OBJ not signed real quick? He's waiting on Lamar to sign. Uh, there we go. There we go. Quick answer, man. That was quick on your feet. Good one. Hey. Nick, what you think? Why is he not I, signed? I, I, I'm a fan of he, 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 he kind of threw me with that one. That's that's a good point. Maybe they, I'm, maybe they I'm, are I'm, a, I'm a fast liar, man. I can make them make sense real quick. But, but, but <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound too far-fetched. Like, like, hey, man, I'm, you know, we trying to link up. Yeah. But, you know, Lamar might be like, hey, they, they playing with my money, so I don't know, dog. Might have to be somewhere else. Yeah. And like, all right, man, well, just let me know. It's not too far-fetched, man, because... And make, and make sure they need a receiver. The jersey was on the website. Why the hell would OBJ jersey be for sale on the Ravens' website? <laughs> Maybe that is why he hasn't signed. He knows he's waiting on this to... Well, some people think it's the Jets, but I don't know if he has any interest in going to the Jets. They don't have their quarterback yet, so... Uh, they, they, they said there was mutual interest between OBJ and the Jets. They just said, you know, of course, yeah, the Aaron Rodgers thing hadn't gone through yet. Right. But that, yeah. that, whatever the Packers realize, the longer they wait, the worse they wait, making it for themselves. Right. The fact, the, the sooner they realize that, the, the, you know, the faster we'll be done with that. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got, too, man. That's that's pretty much it. Um, I hope everybody enjoys the NBA hoops and stuff, you know, this week and Final Four coming up on, uh, on uh, this weekend again. And, uh, yeah, and another guy did say that, hey, look, they can understand why they said Brock is the number one quarterback. He deserves it. He did ball out. However, Trey Lance, if he gets the opportunity, he may really snap out in September. And then Brock will be back where he started, you know, behind the eight ball, hoping to get another shot. We'll see. I think it's interesting, though. I don't think it's everything that they're telling us because Shanahan's – He's the biggest liar in the NFL, probably. Anything he says, they're probably going to do the opposite. I'm right about that every damn time I see it. Don't believe a word Kyle says. Um, they could probably trade Trey Lance's ass on draft night. It just depends on what position they want to upgrade at. They have not done much in offensive line at that position. They're probably waiting on the draft. There could be a guy that they could see immediately going in to start at center or right tackle and – They'll give up Trey or somebody else to get that pick. Who knows? Uh, this is some, some of the stuff that the Niners do, but they're, this is how they stay competitive also. I just asked Kyle Shanahan one question. Can you win with an average quarterback? Is Brock Purdy better than average? If so, yeah, we'll probably win the Super Bowl. But he hadn't proved that he can win with an average quarterback or you know uh, somebody playing on a rookie contract. Even the Rams had to go get Stafford, and it cost them something. They got it but they had to go get it. We'll see. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, when will Jalen Hurts sign his contract deal? Damn it, Terrence is going through controversy. I'm going through controversy with this quarterback crap. We want Nick to also have some drama. Or it's just, just me being petty. I want Nick to have some drama too. I want him to have some drama, damn it. Uh, I hope, don't, I, don't bring them problems over here. We ain't got them. <laughs> I hope they slap the tag on his ass. I hope they bitch slap him with that tag. We, we put this together. We knew what the money was going to look like. We are just getting details out the way. That's all. All in good time. I always got an and, answer and, for everything, don't you? And, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and I'm thinking and hoping we're going to be smart enough to do ours first. So that way uh, Bur Burrow and, and Herbert go for more. Does, would that help Lamar Jackson's deal out at all if they get something done in Baltimore or no? I, yep, I hope Lamar get his last just, cause, and just for the simple fact that it gives him the best chance to get the most out of it. Right, right. Well, 
Terrence said the rumor is Lamar still will play on that damn tag. And I think the Ravens think that he's bluffing. He's not really going to sit out. I think that's just not him. That's not his character. They think he's going to play. He's just trying to get paid. He's just saying and doing what he needs to do to get paid. That could be it. But I say, Lamar, you're making a terrible mistake if you get on that field again week one. This will be the second straight season. I'm telling you that. And obviously he doesn't listen to the great debate show. Or he just doesn't give a damn to listen to what I'm saying. Um, if you get hurt, it could be very, very bad, and you can cancel making any big contract. Um, that thirty-two million tag, yeah, it seems all right, but I mean, the way you play, the way they, the way they call plays for you to play, I don't think it's safe for you to get on that field. I just don't. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a young guy, the Mississippi man, this podcasting. So, I hope everybody enjoyed the great debate show. It's been real. Thank you, everybody, for watching on Facebook. Thank you, everyone, that watched on YouTube. It's been a good show, a long one, but a good one. And uh, we're going to come back to that running back thing. Which running back would you choose between LaDainian Thomason, Adrian Peterson, or Derrick Henry? It just depends on what you like. Uh, to be honest, I know some people are saying, no, it don't. It's AP hands down. Let's not forget about what LT did either now. Um, so that'll be interesting to talk about as well when we come back. And uh, that's... That's pretty much it. That's all I got. I hope something else happens with 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 Rodgers or Jackson. Um, but then again, this could probably linger over for quite some time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't answer the phone either when uh, the Packers general manager called. Every time, he never talked to him. So nobody knows who's really telling the truth here, but I just wish they'd get it over with. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jordan Love. We'll, we'll talk about him too, man. We got to talk about the draft. We're going to come up with our own little mock draft here when April hits. And, you know, you know, at least like the first round, we'll kind of give you like what we think these teams will do, where they'll go. Uh, maybe we can play around and have a few trades. Um, some of the craziest things happened on opening night of, of the draft. And uh, last year was a stunner when A.J. Brown was traded to the Eagles. And um, something like that could very well happen again this year. We'll see. But uh, that's it for the Great Debate Show. Thank you all. And we will be back. Me and Terrence may come back to give you a little WrestleMania preview. Uh, this is the weekend. It's WrestleMania week. Uh, they're gonna. We're probably going to wait on the SmackDown show to end Friday. But we, we, we've got a few more things that we can talk about if we have the time to uh, get prepared for uh, a big two-night weekend of WrestleMania yep. 39. Uh, right, T? That's it. And we the may have it. Uh, yeah. Biggest night of the year. Yep. And, and 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 coming in the foreseeable future soon here, we may have a very, very, very special guest. Um, more special than than ever, uh, according to Terrence. Uh, just give us a moment. We're working on that. Uh, I think it's going to be really huge, though, for the Great Debate Show. And, uh, yeah, I'm seriously, I'm done this time. Y'all, whatever you do, please, please be safe out there. And we out. Hello, Shotgun.